I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host and recently been told an influencer. Wow. Congratulations. You were too. Oh, wow. All right. Well, I am your host, the the influencer, too, (laughs) Junior, uh, Jeff. And uh, with us, as always, we've got uh, uh, the doctors in the house. Aloha. And we've got sound engineer, Slow Mo. Check one, two. And back from the East Coast, Joe. Welcome back, Joe. Pleasure to be back it's from my to, secret mission. It's good to have you back, Joe. I missed you. Yes, yes. Yeah. I noticed that. I listened to the podcast. Yeah, so you heard me sticking up for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I missed you. I also had a moment I, where you looked for me in the podcast. I did. I looked I for you. I looked over at a glance and you weren't yeah, there. We couldn't meet eyes it. across the felt table. And, it was... and I realized I better save this because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joe will eventually listen to this. <laughs> hey, it's our 37th episode, wow, gentlemen. Wow, that's Woo. impressive. And they said it couldn't be done. Yeah. Who well, said that? Well, they. they yeah. yeah. I think the I did initially. Yeah. yeah. They are. Once again, we're looking right at Joe. <laughs> I think the uh, quote was slim to none. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but going strong and picked up some new listeners. We're international, award winning. Yes. Uh, I forgot to ask you for the recent numbers before we got rolling here, Joe. But, but it's we'll, big. Yeah. But it's, it's over 2,800. Wow. I know right. that. Okay. Closing in on 3,000. Yeah. It's on its way. Yeah. We're going to continue a focus that we started last week. With Tim Wong, and that is talking about the home brewing scene. So, uh, unfortunately, none of us are competent home brewers yet. So, we're not drinking home brews. Well, the doctor's got 30 years of brewing he experience. He does have 30 yeah. years yeah. of brewing experience. <laughs> I didn't find but, out about that. But That's fortunately for fantastic. us, we do live here in San Diego, California, so we have lots of competent brewers, as we saw with uh, Tim last time. And, and uh, um, so, we're going to kind of talk or continue to focus on that home brewing uh, this episode. So, and with that kind of in mind, we we had a, everybody just to bring one of their favorite beers tonight, as opposed to focus on just the single beer. So BYOB night. It's a BYOB night. So nice. empty out the fridge. What? You, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Empty out the. Dig past all the uh, the fronters and the uh, you know the uh, wallflowers and find some of your hidden stash in the back and bring some of those out. So you can create space for some new stuff. Well, let's find out what people are drinking, Doctor. What do you? Well, you've already opened one up. What do you got? I am. I've got a yummy, yummy uh, peanut butter milk stout from our local Belching Beaver, and that is a real name, by the way, Belching Beaver. That that's that very popular. I see people shouting yeah. that out all the time. That, yeah, that's getting it's a good beer. Mm-hmm. And Joe, what do you have over there? I have the Funk Hop Farm from Sidverks, not yet to be opened. So, yeah, if someone wants to pass, yeah. there, there goes go. an opener across the table. Yes. And Talent, let me, can, does anybody want to guess what Talent brought? Hey, I'm going to say a Mexican lager, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did bring a Mexican lager. So, from one of our local breweries, Thorn uh, um, Barrio Lager, their Barrio Baja style lager. It's a Thorn Brewing Company in San Diego, California. Nice, refreshing uh, Mexican lager, and uh, highly recommend it to you. I'm actually usually I drink these on Tuesday for Taco Tuesday, but I'm going uh, to do that tonight. It's uh, it's Tuesday Eve or yeah Tuesday Eve, so I'm having a Tuesday Eve Taco Tuesday. I had to think about my, Tuesday uh, Eve. Day we on? Tuesday Eve. I had to think about my calendar for a second. And we're recording at Studio West, Studio uh, West on yes. the with the ocean breezes coming in. That also known as Tom's house. So Tom's got three beers lined wow. up. Which one are you Go starting Tom. with, Tom? I'm going to start off with uh, a Kettle House Cold Smoke the coffee edition of their scotch ale. 
We we had that one. Um, no, we had with the Brian, original. With Brian Ketterer, right? We had the original. This is the the coffee version of that. So, and I actually, I got a cherry one somewhere hidden in here too. That was the one with about the powder. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. I re-listened to that episode recently. That, that's a, Brian's a great guest. When yeah, are we, we having need, him back? Yeah, we need to have him back on. Especially as we, I probably it'd be a good idea we have him on as we start getting into spring and summer, and he can talk about safety tips for the beach. Oh yeah, especially yes. if he's just going to wear his 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 yeah, lifeguard he, trunks yeah. and the tank top. Yeah, again. exactly. When he comes in like that and and uh, all tanned up from the work at the beach, yeah. We need some tips on how to avoid bull sharks this summer. <laughs> we should bring him back. So that's what we're drinking. Listeners, if you're in an appropriate place to do so, join us for a cold beer and a couple stories. Did we ask you what you were drinking? Oh. Yeah. yeah. No, I you did not. Hey. I usually get left out of that. What, hey, influencer, what are you drinking? Yeah. I'll tell you. A Ballast Point Brewing California Kolsch. Oh, I like that And yeah, my father-in-law brought these, which was great to see him bring beer. To, he brought these over for Super Bowl. That's nice. So he brought them over, and he had been... This is true. Talk about influencer. That's not what we're called influencers. But he had been listening to the episode with Colonel Myers, our oh, Veterans yeah. Day episode. Yeah, yeah. And he said, you guys made Samuel, Sam 76 sound so good. I went out to get some. And he looked up where they had it. And he went to get it. They were out. So he got uh, the California Kolsch by Ballast Point, which is a beer I really like. So I was, I was happy that he had brought that. And there were a couple left over after the game. So that's what I brought tonight. Nice. So... Listeners, uh, hope, hopefully you've opened a beer. If not, enjoy the stories and think about what you're going to have when you get a chance. Fair enough. Let's do that. Remember, we need you to share our podcast and subscribe and follow us. Yeah, that's all we've got really in terms of uh, commercials at this point. Is our it, begging. Is your begging. Yeah, our begging. Right. Consistent. And, you, and, your, and your good word as, as yeah. listeners and helping us to promote this thing. Because basically, when you look at our revenue stream, where are we, Joe, right now? Where are we sitting? Yeah. Skits rising from <laughs> yeah. zero, zero to just zero. To zero. We should bring a donation yeah. can when we're out, we at, when we're out at the, uh, the breweries. Yes. Yeah. Because then we can at least say it's going to seventy five. Yeah, you know, we can have now we're at three twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. But we're rich in beer right now, so we are rich and in friends beer. and friends. We've met a and lot of li- friends. and listeners. Uh, so in that we could way, do a running total of free beer. Yes, that, that, that would be mm-hmm. all right too. I feel like I'm showing off, and then yeah. everyone will want a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we could, or we could yeah. just give my waistline and what's happening to it, yeah. because that also. Well, actually, will explain. I, I have got a solution for that a little later, so okay. you're going to be okay. <laughs> okay, right. great. All right. You always have answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, to grow our podcast and our ability to reach out to others, we need you to support us, and that's the way we do it. So you can follow us on social media as well. Find us on Twitter, I like beer the Ta one, and I like beer the Po one. Facebook and Instagram at I like beer the podcast. And again, don't forget to send us friend requests via Untapped. Uh, we're uh, looking to keep. Uh, getting uniques and close in on 3,000 now that we achieved 2,000 uniques so uh, cheers (laughs) yeah cheers so friend us so we can keep moving and keep going and we want to share a virtual beer with you so find us on untapped I like beer the podcast I like beer the talent I like beer the doctor I like beer the the sound sound guy guy. you just put in I like beer one of us us. see what you find one of us is going to pop up so speaking of Instagram, we had a message from a new listener, Haley, up in Davis, California, about IPAs. Haley wants to know how IPAs became so popular. And, and I know what you're thinking, because I have a daughter named Haley who is currently residing in Davis, California. Uh-huh. This is not this her. Is not her. <laughs> no, it is, isn't. It's but interesting. But as a dutiful daughter and friend of the show, 
she has been sharing our podcast, right. and her friend Haley, also yeah. in Davis, oh, California, cool. uh-huh. had this question. That's very cool. So what it, I know you've done research. What can you tell us about how IPAs became so popular, Talent? Well, I, I guess I would say, you know, there's a lot of, lot of reasons probably people can look into and come up with all this stuff, historically speaking. But I think, in, in, you know, if you talk to most people, it's going to boil down to flavor. Flavor is really the main reason I think that it, it, it has become IPAs became popular and then have continued to become you know the main or the top selling beer in, in in the United States and so in reality you know craft beer or the, or the concept of craft beer was all about distinguishing one's taste from the mainstream kind of those pale lightly malted lightly hopped lagers mm-hmm. that we all grew up with bland exactly flavorless as I put it here as John Hall says beer flavored beers mm-hmm. um, and so IPAs were kind of the poster child for this so I think they were the ones that really took that and, and initiated that the, the kind of the craft beer explosion um, so it's, they're really the opposite, the complete other end of the scale of a, of a watery pale lager, um, in every way. So you, because of all the different flavors, the bitterness, you know, you get the fruit, you know, flavors coming through the malt. Um, they're twice, twice, sometimes more than twice the ABV. So they're, they're stronger beers. So people feel more manly drinking them, um, or, <laughs> or more, womanly, or yes. womanly, yep. either one, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I think for most people, when you first had that first IPA, whether you liked it or not, it was like the wow beer. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe beer can taste like this. And then usually after a couple more sips, it's like, wow, this is great. And then, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, and they become beer converts. And I think that's why you saw craft beer go so crazy. And I think that's why it continues to be that way. Um, Every brewery we go to, and I I think you'd be hard pressed to find breweries unless they maybe just specialize in in one style of brewery is going to have an IPA on their, you know, kind of their Mm-hmm. Um, they're bored and, and, uh, many have multiples and, and continue to do things. And then it's kind of neat to see as you kind of see the, you know, people starting to do stuff with, you, you start to see dark IPAs like the Cascadian ales and you see the, um, the hazies was, has been a big, you know, so t- again, to continue to experiment and push the envelope in, in the taste and the flavor. So, and those bland flavorless mass marketed beers that just ruled everything into the seventies and the eighties. And it was somewhat of a rebellion against those beers when craft brewing started up in the late 80s, mid 90s, the pale ale came in. That right. started the revolution, yeah. and, and beer could have flavor and bitterness, and it, and it took some people a while to get used to. And it was a kind of actually a flashback to the old days of shipping beers from England to India too, right. where you had to bring that concentration of hops up so it would be well preserved. And you can see the popularity of IPA connecting the way people's taste buds have changed too because like coffee in the 70s 80s early 90s maxwell house folgers uban yeah, uh, it was bland and watery if you tried to sell that for two dollars and fifty cents at the starbucks or the Pete's, now no one no one would drink that um we crave bigger bolder more bitter flavors in coffees and the same things in beer with the pale ales of the 90s prepped us up for the bolder flavors of the 2000s right and since the what 2005 2010s IPA has it's been an all IPA revolution right I think too talking about the craft beer industry too early on with all the people making or homebrew industry I should say um, you know IPAs tend to mask um, mistakes some of the mistakes right so so that's also part of it as well as you got into it now obviously people that evolved and those that make them very very well have uh, have really succeeded um, but I think that's one of those things you can't, I don't think you can make a lot of mistakes in making a, a culture or a lager because it's going to no. be pretty evident. So no, you don't. And yeah. it's a lot of time. You've spent a lot of time with your equipment. Right. Right. <laughs> to so. find out it's not good and you can't just throw more hops at it. Yeah. Um, 
And then be aware that IPA styles, there's, there is a lot of variety, like Talent was saying. Some are subtle and some not so subtle. Right. I'm liking the milkshake IPAs where the, the bitterness lactose. is balanced out with some lactose. Yeah. Doc loves those hop-forward hazies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talent likes the English styles where the bitterness is dialed way back. And Joe kind of likes that, that piney resiny that sometimes makes us take a, take a step <laughs> back. He leans in. So, and even beyond that, the hop varieties are going to affect the hoppiness range from juicy to fruity to piney to right, you know, kind of resiny to citrusy and grapefruitish. So no worries. IPA is not your thing. Don't worry. We've been talking to lots of brewers and they say the IPAs pay the bills, but they get pretty bored making them. So find places that got IPAs. They're going to have a couple other things on that menu. Go try some of those too. Yeah. But and and I would encourage people just because you, you hear the word IPA or you taste it at one place, you don't like it doesn't mean don't try it somewhere else because I mean, I probably was guilty of that early on, but I'd try it and I, you know, hit one of those ones that was just 80 IBUs. And I'm like, this is so bitter. I can't, you know, and, and, and maybe shut off of trying that for a while. And then, you know, but I, I feel like now you, 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 if you, you try it, if you like it, great. If not, but there's so many different varieties of it. I'm, I'm starting to notice which hops, hop hops you're using. Yeah, and that, exactly. will, that will tell yeah. me whether or not I need that in the flight I'm ordering or not. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, thank you, Haley, for the question. Yep. Absolutely. We're nothing if not thorough. We are an educational podcast. Did you get that done, Joe? Are we now listed as an educational? I did not get that done. But soon. But soon, soon, yes. Okay, you got your people working on it. Yes. We had another, and actually sent that message on Instagram. Uh, You can send us a message on Instagram as well. We got another uh, Instagram connection. A friend of the show reached out to us recently, shared a little of his story. That was Kendall from the Thirsty Quaker in New Jersey. He called in. We had a great chat with him. And let's take a little listen to that talk. All right, we are lucky enough to get a call in from our friend, Kendall Alvarez Eskew from the Thirsty Quaker in New Jersey. Hello, Kendall. Hey, how's it going? This is Jeff. And this is Jeff. And doctors here in the house. Hey. And the sound guy's here. <laughs> Great to hear from you, Kendall. <laughs> we appreciate you reaching yeah, out. Glad to, to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we had a nice talk a couple weeks ago, so we wanted to set up this call-in. So we got a few questions. We want to hear a little bit more about you, uh, the beer drinking scene in New Jersey, and also the Thirsty Quaker. So, hey, if you're ready, we got some questions. Sure, yeah. All right, so I'm going to start off. If you can just kind of give us a little bit of background, kind of tell us where you're at, what you do, kind of, you know, highlight what you do at your shop and and what you carry and that kind of stuff. So uh, we're a liquor store slash homebrew supply shop. So in New Jersey, we're selling beer, wine, liquor, all of that. Our focus is on craft beer. It's about, you know, over half of our sales. Uh, and then we also sell all the stuff to make beer and wine at home. Um, so the two kind of feed off of each other and provide a nice, uh, you know, I hate to use the word, but synergy, you know. <laughs> Good word, uh, though. People, beer drinkers getting into home brewers and home brewers coming in for beer, too. What, what um, seems to be most... Uh, popular in the craft brew uh what's going off the shelves quickly uh i mean obviously i think it's the same across the country right now it's ipas it's hazy ipas and all that um but you know i'm also just shocked at the uh popularity of like white claw (laughs) (laughs) so are we yeah it pays a bill it's a it's a juggernaut you know and what's weird too is like all the um you know, everybody, all the craft breweries are starting up their own little seltzer brands, yeah. but nobody's buying them. You know, they everybody just wants White Claw. So, yeah, I mean, that that's the main thing, really. It's IPAs and White Claw. Name <laughs> recognition. They've got that name, White Claw. Yeah, I don't, it's, 
you know, like Naughty Seltzer and Spiked Seltzer, a couple other brands that came out first. So I don't know what it is about White Claw in particular that, like, God, if it was a media blitz, maybe it is yeah. just name recognition. I think it just I got in know. with the college kids and the college crowd, and it just took off. Yeah. And then yeah. everybody's trying to jump on it. What, you got Bud Light Seltzer, Natty Seltzer, and uh, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of the breweries are also coming up with their own seltzers. I think some of it, too, is honestly just the flavors. Like, right. A lot of breweries I know are using malt sugars, and I think White Claw has uses cane sugar because it's depending on how your state lets you brew. You right. know, you have to use different ingredients. So some of the ones I've had with malt sugar just honestly don't taste very good. <laughs> so that might be part of it yeah. too. Are there? I'm going to get back to beer. No, you are the White Claw podcast now. So no. <laughs> are there certain uh, uh, breweries, certain brands of of craft beer that are uh, in New Jersey that are more popular than others uh yeah like it kind of comes and goes you know there was a time where yingling was like our number one selling beer which is not really craft and then um like for a while six point resin has been our top selling beer which apparently we're a total anomaly like they've been losing sales everywhere else but jersey city for some reason <laughs> they like six it six point is doing well but Ever since uh, Lawson's broke into New Jersey, Sip of Sunshine has been our top-selling beer of anything for like for the past six hmm. months now. It's crazy. Interesting. Uh, and that's another again like eight percent IPA. So that's what the people are digging, you know. Huh. I like. But other the name. than that, it's like as much craft beers we sell. It's usually like Stella, you know, and things like that that are up at the top. Right. What about you personally? What are your beer preferences and biases? Uh. I like um, like dry stouts are kind of my favorite. I like uh, good pilsner, and you know I'm into IPAs. I'm kind of in a bit of everything, but uh, dry stouts are probably my favorite. Like Guinness is still one of my favorite all time beers. Mm -hmm. Just good. It's hard to beat. And uh, was there a beer like a wow beer you remember that that kind of taught you okay beer can taste like this? Yeah, I think um, at my mother's wedding. Back however long ago, I tried uh, Oma Gang Abbey Ale was one of the beers she had. And that's kind of when I realized that, like, beer could be strong and flavorful. Because before that, I was just drinking a lot of Natty Light <laughs> PBR in college, you know? Nice. So, right. yeah, Oma Gang kind of introduced me to craft beer. Yeah. So, speaking of craft beer, so in your area, what's your, what's your go-to brewery? You got anything nearby or do you have to go for a road trip? There's a lot of breweries open in New Jersey, but Hudson County, where we're at, is kind of lacking. We mm -hmm. have um, Departed Souls, which is in Jersey City, um, which they're like a kind of skateboard-themed place, and they do a lot of gluten-free beers. And um, we have our brew club meetings there. Gotcha. And then we have like 902 Brewing and NJ Beer Company did a merger recently. Um, and they're going to open a new brewery in Liberty State Park, which is where the Statue of Liberty is. Oh, cool. um, huh. So that place is going to be huge. I'm excited for that. But other than that, we're like hurting for breweries over here. Right. So, so if, someone, uh, if someone's coming out there, though, in that area and they're saying, hey, we're going to come out to hit some breweries, what are some breweries that people should hit in New Jersey? Uh, some might, like down the shore, there are a ton of breweries. And uh, that's where some of the best ones in the state are, in my opinion, like, Kane, I think, is getting some national recognition. Carton is really good. And then one of my personal favorites recently is Bradley Brew Project. They're in Bradley Beach, New Jersey. It's a really small brewery, but their stuff is excellent. 
and uh, they're really cool guys. They don't distribute very far, but sometimes I'll drive down the shore, and when I'm there, I'll stop by the brewery, pick up some cases to bring back to the shop for sale. And sometimes if they're just up in the area, they'll drop by our shop too. We're like the only shop in North Jersey that they uh, distribute to, just kind of like as a personal favor. Oh, very cool. So, so in terms of uh, homebrewing, tell us about what you do and the work you guys do with homebrewers. Uh, yeah, we're, um, I've, I've helped start the Jersey city brew club about 10 years ago. So, you know, I'm kind of personally invested in growing the homebrewing community, partly cause you know, I, I feel connected to the club, but also obviously it's good for business. So, uh, we do a lot of classes. I'm at every single club meeting. I try to do a lot of educational events like hop and malt tastings. I go to a lot of the local homebrew uh, contest to judge uh so we're involved in a lot of that it's a little tough around here because we're in the city and uh not a lot of people have a lot of space to brew oh yeah so yeah there's a lot of like small batch brewing people doing like one gallon batches whereas like i've talked to homebrew shops out in the you know in the rural areas and they're like yeah i can't even sell one gallon batch you know kits like nobody wants them but, you know, people are in tiny apartments out here. And then the other issue, too, is we have is, like, we have a pretty young brew club, but as soon as people get to, like, childbearing age, they all just, you know, get out to the <laughs> Priorities <brewery>. change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody moves to Jersey City, like, when they're getting started in their professional careers, and as soon as they have kids, they're, like, gone forever. They never see them again. They so. need that extra so space like, for a crib. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I like they keep brewing, but they're just doing it out in the burbs and joining the other clubs out there, you know. So we're like we lose people constantly. It's a war of attrition, like trying to get new people in. Is the uh, home brewing scene there IPA heavy as well, or do they get a little more experimental and branch out a little? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think a lot of the people, like obviously everyone's into the IPAs, but we have a lot of people doing weird stuff. Um, my wife brews a beer. Uh, it's like a Thai tea golden stout. It like, nice. tastes just like Thai iced tea. We got a guy that really likes brewing with mushrooms. Oh, um, I bet he does. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> makes a chanterelle, like, Belgian-style ale, which is, like, surprisingly good. But, yeah, we also do a, a monthly duel where we just draw, like, people put in random ingredients, and then we draw a random style. It's like an Iron Chef, so we have people, we have, like, uh, done lobster beers, tomato beers, uh, all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah. So that <laughs> yeah, guy that brews, to... that guy that brews with mushrooms must be a fun guy, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, doctor. So he's, do you? He's do been you, waiting uh, a year to, to land that. Yeah, joke. yeah. He's been waiting. He's been waiting for the right opportunity <laughs> for, to use that joke. So, so you, I'm assuming then you homebrew yourself. Oh yeah, of course. Man. So what? Are, what I are brew... your? What are your kind of your go tos as far as what you like to make? I like brown ales a lot, so I've been brewing a decent nice. amount of that. And then um, I do brew a lot of IPAs just because I get so many hops from, like, conferences and samples that, like, I got to get rid of all these hops. I got to do something with them, <laughs> yeah. you know. And I give away a lot of them, but I'd rather, you know, make beer for myself. Make something. All right, so here's a, I, I recently attended a, a homebrew class. I've got all the equipment to make one, and so I'm, I'm, I'm going to venture into this uh uh, in another about a all week right. or two. So any advice? What's some advice you can give a, a, a new person getting in? Like, what are some things that I got to make sure I avoid? So the, I guess the, some of the things I would tell you are 
relax a bit, you know. There's a, a slogan well known in the homebrewing community, which is relax, don't worry, have a homebrew. I read that book, like, so yeah, I, that, that's my first plan. So that's a good one. Exactly. Yeah, people people have been brewing for 10,000 years, like, and they've been, managed to make it okay back then. Right. You know, if something goes a little wrong, like, don't worry about it, it's going to turn out okay. Uh, but at the same time, like, don't have too many homebrews. Like, don't don't get too drunk while you're brewing. Cause, <laughs> That's probably good advice for everything, but yeah. Yeah, you'll, you'll forget something. <laughs> you talked a lot about some of the experimental beers. So if you could look down the road, 5, 10, whatever, into the future, where's what do you see What do you see going on in homebrewing? Some trends. From what I see from what we're selling at the shop, people aren't going too much towards the, like, really weird experimental stuff right now it more seems to be variations on a theme you know so you have like all the different kind of ipa stuff but like sour ipas yeah that's a thing people are doing but i don't see a ton of volume selling in that way i more see a lot of um low alcohol and low carb Mm. beers when ipas like oscar blues came out with that one y which is like a sub 100 calorie IPA, apparently non-alcoholic beers and like very low alcohol beers are really becoming popular now. (laughs) They're going after the White Claw audience because that's one of their selling points is that it's low calorie. People want to drink things that are better for you, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, at the home, I went to the national homebrew conference in um, Rhode Island last year. And one of the things they said in the industry seminars is like, millennials and generation Z are drinking a lot more non-alcoholic beverages and like you see mocktails and things showing up at a lot of bars sober bars I read a whole article on sober bars I'm like what's the (laughs) point (laughs) yeah so I think we're going to see a lot more of that but at the same time we're also seeing a lot more like 10% IPAs coming back you know because going back to your previous point uh, once they have kids (laughs) they're not going to sober bars anymore <laughs> so, uh, hey, what? Tell us about some plans for the Thirsty Quaker. What's what's going? What are you guys plans for the future? So, we recently started doing uh, online sales. Well, we've been doing online sales for a while, but just for like local delivery. We're in a fairly condensed market, so we can we'll deliver like homebrew supplies to people's house. Just Very like cool. you know, if you're ordering pizza, order yeah. your homebrew supplies and get some beer. I like that. Um, but we're just started shipping, and my. I would love to this year and integrate our like booze selection into the online sales too, so that people could like order their IPA homebrew recipe and then also like some Lawson sip of sunshine, get it mailed right to your door. You know, that's my plan. That's a good plan. Long term, I'd love to get like a space to have a dedicated kitchen for classes, but it's it's kind of tough in Jersey City. You know, real estate is at a premium here. Well, we're looking forward to an East Coast trip. That's in our planning. We're we're heading off to Canada in April, but we do have some plans for the future for heading out to the East Coast. So we want to stop at the Thirsty Quaker and have you show us around a little bit when we get there. Deal? Yeah, man. Come by. We're uh, we're right by the Holland Tunnel. So if you're even if you're not planning to stop in New Jersey, just like five minute detour before you get into Manhattan. Perfect. I know a lot of people don't have New Jersey on their like vacation itinerary <laughs> they will after listening to this that's they're gonna right. say i have to yeah. stop at the yeah. thirsty quake <laughs> yeah, that's right because they're, they're thirsty yeah where else am i going to get bradley yeah. brew project beer exactly. i've got to stop there and, and some sip, yeah. sip, sip of, of sunshine. sunshine i like the name <laughs> so yeah and, and same to you if you're ever out on the uh, west coast here san diego make sure you hit us up and we'd like to buy you a pint 
Yeah, absolutely, man. I'd love to visit. Well, Kendall, thanks for calling. Best of luck to you and the Thirsty Quaker. And we appreciate you uh, checking us out and calling in and telling us your story. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Thank you, Kendall. Thanks, Kendall, for reaching out via Instagram and taking time to call in and speak with us. Looking forward to an East Coast trip, guys. We got to go to Canada first. That's right. So that's coming up soon. Uh, it's going to be PGW 4.0A, and uh, we are going to be heading up there in, a, in a, about six weeks, I guess, seven weeks. Give tell, or take. tell people where we're going. So we're heading to the west coast of Canada. We're going to, and just a quick itinerary, is uh, flying into Vancouver, and we're going to hit the Brucine in, in Vancouver and also a, a few other kind of uh, touristy things there as well. And then we're going to head up to Whistler area and... Uh, and uh, check that out. Beautiful area. Do some axe throwing probably up there. Nice. Uh, hopefully nice. we do that before the beer tasting. Um, otherwise, yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see how that works out for us. I just yeah. saw axe throwing on yeah. ESPN yeah. too. So we're going to go train. Watching. We're going to go train yeah. with the Canadians. Um, and then uh, we're going to uh, catch a ferry over to, uh, which is really difficult to do. Um, but we are going <laughs> to catch a ferry. Catching a ferry. <laughs> catching a ferry, yeah. Uh, we're going to catch a ferry over to Vancouver Island. And uh, we're going to cross over there. And then we're going to kind of hit all the breweries in, um, in the, the south part, more Victoria, uh, which is the big city in the south end, actually the capital of British Columbia. Um, we're going to uh, hopefully go see some, find some orca. You know, fulfill, oh, right. fulfill some That's, dreams. That is a bucket yeah. list for me so, to see orc in the wild. So right. I, I think uh, tentatively right now we've got about uh, you know about maybe twenty twenty five breweries to hit in that Jeez, little whole thing. Good. And knowing us, we'll probably hit another five to ten more I as we talk we to people and get recommendations. And uh, should be a really good time. I think I looked at your shirt that you designed. Very well done, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate it. And there was actually th- I counted them thirty four breweries oh, okay. 30, on the, <laughs> the tour list. Yeah, uh-huh. Perfect. So thirty four, <laughs> thirty four, thirty five. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it should be a fun uh, week. Uh, <laughs> and Doc, you planning on doing any diving while we're out there? Yeah, I want to go see the the wolf eels. If Joe will join me, yes, I have to get the uh, dry suit training. To, there you go. They have but, wolf eels, and they got the giant Pacific octopus. Oh, I'll be staying on land. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Can we get a glass bottom boat? Uh, yes, that's, <laughs> with, that's a, with a cooler. Yeah, with that a cooler. Yes. You guys can watch. They us. have something for scuba. It's called Scuda. S C U D A. It's self-contained underwater drinking apparatus. <laughs> yes. So oh. you can it's, you can squirt a little of your favorite beverage in your mouth while oh. you're underwater. Yeah, I don't need to be underwater. If I, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll use that above water. All of that. All of water. that, but above water. I don't need to even touch the water. Really. <laughs> I can't wait to hear all about the wolf eels. <laughs> Sounds good. Take lots of pictures. Yes. <laughs> Roll shall. in the orchestra. It's time for toast, roast, and pour one out. Looks like a couple of you got a new beer ready for a toast. Yes. What did you get out there? Well, I, I actually had a little bit of this, that funk hop from uh, Sudwerk. And I got to be honest, I think my, my conversion to sour, a sour person is, because con- the first time I, I drank yeah. that, I gave it a very low ranking <laughs> <You did. laughs> uh, when I had it actually at Sudworks. And now, um, you know, a couple of years later here, I tried it. And I, it's pretty enjoyable. But I went back to Alesmith um, and put some of that forage berry because I wanted to share some with Joe because he wasn't here last time. And so I'm having a little bit of Alesmith forage berry. All right. Joe, Joe's in on that too. I am. What'd I, you think of it, Joe? It's good. It's better than the Sudverk. Yeah, I, I, I'd say I, it's you gave a lo- very low estimation of me too when I <laughs> rated the Sudverk high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, because that was back in the day. You, you know, know well. we're all evolving. It's, yeah, it's yeah. an evolution. That's good. But yeah, actually, it's a journey. Uh, yes, it is. It's an interesting evolution because I thought that was the best sour in the world, and now having it and having had a bunch of other sours, it's yeah. 
it's good, but it's not it's not the end all for sure. And it's not a surprise. Like what? Yeah, there, there's exactly. beers yeah. that sour. Exactly. Because that was some time ago when yeah. we when we had that experiment. Yeah. That was four years ago. That was first yeah. PGW. So yeah. think about how far we've come. We've <laughs> grown up. You're drinking uh, sours. On our way to the toasts. And toast tonight. I know I have a toast. Did anybody else have a toast for tonight? I think we left it up to you tonight. Oh. I've, I've got a, a short toast. I've got okay. a short toast, too. But I'll go, I'll All right. go so first. my toast comes from Florida. So there was a man in a coma, and his uh, brother was sitting there beside him in his bed. And the guy sat up, or I didn't sit up. He just opened his eyes, and the first thing he said is, I want Taco Bell. So there's a toast to Taco Bell. Okay. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that happens in a lot of colleges on a, on a Saturday night. Someone who starts a little Brilliant. early, yeah. Yeah. yeah, passes out and then wakes yeah. up around midnight going, I want Taco Bell. Taco. Well, this guy's I mean, actually coming. I, didn't say I, how I honestly think that might be the only reason Taco Bell is still in business, yes. <laughs> is all of the uh, late night trips Did, from college. What was kids. their $5 box? It was basically yeah. their uh, stone, mun- they called it the munchie box yeah, or yeah, something yeah, exactly. like that. Right? They didn't even hide the fact. Yeah, no, they went in. They went Yep. <laughs> Coincidentally, I have yep. a Florida toast. Wow. Right, right. To, Florida has moved up to the toasting range. Yes, they, right. They've wow. spent a lot of time in the roasting range. <laughs> uh, Florida Brewery finding homes for local shelter dogs by putting photos of adoptable canines on cans of beer. How about that? That's pretty good. And Motorworks Brewing in Bradenton, Florida teamed up with Manatee County Animal Services. Uh, Manatee County had no more room for the dogs, and they're trying to figure out what to do. Uh, until they can rebuild their facility. So they started putting photos of the dogs from the shelter on the cans of the Cruiser Golden Lager, and it's working. Dogs are getting adopted. Brewery said the proceeds from sales of lager four-packs are being donated to the animal shelter to help build a new one. And Motor Works Brewing. Actually, I, I checked out the website. They have a great website, and that you can't say that of a lot of breweries. They make great beer, but they don't yeah. have great right. websites. They don't spend folks. their time there. Yeah. Uh, they have a, the place looks great. And they have a beer garden, awesome bar, tap room. They have yoga, movie nights, live music, and some fantastic beer names. I didn't write them all down. There were too many of them, but here were the highlights. Pulp Friction, grapefruit IPA. (laughs) Midnight Espresso Coffee Porter. Bizarre Garden Accident, (laughs) which comes in multiple fruit styles. Adoptable Dog Lager. And my favorite... Spruce Willis Yippie Kai IPA. <laughs> That's a good one. Those are good. Nice. Nice. And we're off to roast. Well, actually, I got one more toast. Oh, one more toast. Okay. I wanted to uh, acknowledge one of my peers here at the table for a tremendous accomplishment that he did a couple weeks ago. And that's Padre Joe for finishing the marathon. Ah, Congratulations. Yeah, Here's a joke. That was a year in training, and it all paid off. Congrats, Joe. How's the running going? Yeah. I've run one more time okay. since then. Yeah, I did a mile and a half. In so it was a marathon of beer drinking, or what was that? I'll tell you, I didn't break any land speed records. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Kids, you Thanks. can check yeah, it out on Instagram. There's there's pictures of the there event. Yeah. <laughs> you finished strong. He's a bit yes. blurry. It's the finish line, so yeah. he's kind of a blur. No, yeah. But there's a bright with well, lime green, well, the way I yellow it, shirt. That's you just finished blurry. first. There was no one else there in the picture. There was no one around. Yeah. <laughs> there was no one in the picture, so you were first. No, first my, of us. Yes. Yeah, my wife has video of it, and my dad is yelling as I go across the finish line, you run like an old man. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. We'll just mute the the, the audio when we put That's it on perfect. Instagram. Yeah. And you is one. Yeah, chariots of fire as I go through. If you could, that'd be awesome. Thank you. No, it was it was good to finish for sure. Congratulations. Now we're ready for roasts. Yep, let's do it. All right. 
I've got a roast. Go ahead. I'm gonna, and we're heading up this way, so maybe we'll have to roast them in per, per. Maybe I don't know enough for this to be a roast. That could be the case also. But snowball fight canceled due to snow. <laughs> University of British Columbia in Vancouver yeah. has an annual snowball fight, which they canceled for, quote, too much snow, end quote. Now, I'm from Southern California. I don't know how these things work. Right. But, We're going up there. But I'm, but I'm really confused yeah. about how you cancel a snowball fight because there's too Dude much snow. snow. Correct. I, I'm not an expert on Canadian universities, but I would say UVic would never do that. <laughs> I'm going to give a shout out to UVic yeah. and say that they would still go on with that snowball yes. fight. <laughs> I'm saying that probably University of uh, British Columbia, Vancouver, a little soft. Almost uh, everything I know yeah. about snowball fights, I know from Elf. Yes, that's a good point. And too much snow wasn't a problem. It was not a no. problem there. Yes. Okay. So there you have your a little roast, a gentle a roasting. Roast. Yeah. Do we have any other roasts tonight? Yes. Okay. This time I re- remember to look to my right. I know. It's so infrequent. He's, he's got the computer. He's got the soundboard. He's a busy guy over there. Busy guy. Busy guy. Well, I want to do uh, first acknowledge a friend of the show, Firefighter Joe, for bringing these Kettle House. Thank you, Joe, all the way from Montana again. But it, uh, we, we mentioned that a few of us had been listening to the Baywatch and Uniques. Well, ironically on that one, I'm roasting myself for a little phonetic faux pas that I said and calling a certain city by the wrong name I have to apologize <laughs> would that now. be Bonner <laughs> that would be Bonner yes thank you very much for your fond not, memory Jeff not Boner uh, not Boner oh, I've been pronouncing Boner, Boner. ever since that episode Tom because I thought that yeah. was the correct pronunciation so I'm, I'm apologizing to the folks of Bonner and the folks at Kettle House for my mispronunciation of the name. Okay. My apologies. We can't be too hard on ourselves no. for our syntactical and phonetic mistakes. We're a drinking podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those things, I, in the uh, way, way too long bit on penis fish, which I was incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable. I'm not usually the guy that's uncomfortable. That's true. But I, I insisted that you... That I that I was calling for a cease and assist, which I re- realized was a Freudian slip, <laughs> you know, because I, think, I was both asking to stop and then I kept and then adding to the help. problem. Yeah. So there you go, it happens. I think from now on it's just tomato, tomato, boner, boner. Yeah. I mean, that's really how we're gonna have to yeah. go through life. You know what I mean? It is what it is. So, and I and I'm gonna go back to your thing because I think really there's a thin line between toasts and roasts, you know, and and actually a thin line be. between toast, roast, and pouring out. So I put mine here. I have a I have a roast, but. The more I look at it, it could be a toast. <laughs> it could also be a poor one out. It could be anywhere. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about it because uh, this was enlightening to me, and I think it's going to be enlightening to all of you. Um, and this is the anti-diet. Um, so this is a new thing that is uh, It's kind of the latest thing in nutrition. It's called the anti-diet. And um, basically what it is is it's um, eating like you did when you were a baby. Uh, which means that basically you ate whenever you wanted to for that's, as long as you wanted to. That's my diet. And then when in full, you just turned away and went on to whatever else you're going to do. So uh, it's become like the latest fad. And, and, and to, for people that are proponents of it say that uh, it's called intuitive eating. And people who score high on intuitive eating have more body appreciation. They enjoy their eating better and they have less disordered eating, such as restrictive eating, meal skipping, chronic dieting, and feelings of guilt and shame about food. Mm. So very interesting. Um, and, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff. You can do some research on this on the internet and see a bunch of things. But my favorite part of I'm not doing any more research because you're telling me everything no, I want to hear. You haven't heard the best part yet. Here's the best part about this diet. The best part about this diet, or my favorite part about this diet, and I think it's the best part about it, is that 
uh, is, is there were 10 tenets of this thing. I only picked the best one. And the best one is that you make peace with food. Okay. <laughs> and so what does that mean? So basically what it means is that you list all of the foods that you currently reject or restrict um, and then you rank them from scariest, what you think is the worst for you or will make you gain the most weight to least scary. And then the idea is, is that you picked one off that list and then a couple of hours after a meal, you find a nice, calm, quiet place and eat as much of that food as you like. Oh, and therefore you make peace with that food. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes perfect sense yeah. to me. It's like, like you grab one of these beers you know, or 10 of them right. and you go find a nice quiet yeah. place and you say, you know what? Yeah. I'm just going to pound all these beers and make peace with them yes. or yeah. chocolate cake Speaking or, of, there's or, like or, that, chocolate or the, all the chocolate cookies, chip cookies in the middle of the table. Yeah. So yeah. chocolate um, chip cookies and beer. So like I said, I have I, to make peace with both those yes. things. So I was going to pour one out for diets. I was going to roast diets, but really I think I'm going to bring this back. This is now a toast, <laughs> toast yeah. to a new diet. way of life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My dad called it and I bet your dad's called it too. This is the seafood diet, right? Exactly. The seafood and eat it. So, well, this is a, this is wonderful. I think this is a beautiful, once again, Again, you've made my life better. Yeah. Thank you, Talon. You're welcome. You're Influencer. Welcome. Yes. Influencer. Right. So, um, um, you know, with the, we have our, in, kids are saying it all over the, all across America and internationally now, kids yes. are saying, yeah. stay in your lane. I mean, exactly. that's just yeah. something that's come out of the podcast. Right, it's, right. you know, it's just, we, we can't control it. Right. It's, out, it's out there. The yeah, posters are out there. But round is a shape is another one. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. life changing. It is yeah. life changing. I it's, just stop. I just stop worrying. Yeah, rounds a shape. But it's a shape I enjoy. Yeah, I'm and happy. Buy some elastic waistbands, and life is good. <laughs> hey, look, I'm wearing, Velcro, I'm wearing yeah. sweatpants right now. Right now. Sure. Velcro shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's not much better that you can do than at this point. So make peace with whatever food exactly, you want. and make peace with food. So, <laughs> oh boy, All I right. love it. Time for pour one out. So I know I don't know if any, I've got one tonight. Um, and so it's very sad news and I'm sorry to, to bring the, you know, the, the level of our joy right now about the anti-dare. Yeah, down, jocular, down. It's usually my job. Down to Tom uh, level. That's what I was going to say. (laughs) It's very sad news is a, is a couple is calling it quits. No. Yes. After, uh, just 12 days of marriage. What? Exactly. (laughs) So I'm pouring one out. You have to try. I know. But I'm pouring one out for Pamela Anderson and John Peter's oh, marriage. Said it so. Exactly. Oh so they made it a 12 days. And, uh, and the quote from this, you know, Anderson, you guys all remember her from the Baywatch and, and that kind of stuff. So um, Anderson, her quote was this is, I have been moved by the warm reception to John's and my union. And we would be very grateful for your support as we take some time apart to reevaluate <laughs> what we want from life and from one another. What what do you get? Do you get your wedding gift back? Yeah, I don't. Know. You should. You I should know, get your wedding get, gift. Back. I think it's ten days. I think that's why she did the wait, thank yeah. you for your warm reception. So, so she just locked in all the. Gifts. So I just love the fact that we give us some time. We've been married for twelve days, so please respect us and give us some time apart. To I, I think she spent more than twelve days working on what she's going to say. Yeah, yeah, she's actually married. So so well, um, you know, very sad. Let's all give a toast oh, phone out oh, to, oh, to oh, you know. Oh, hey, to she those, gave it the old college. They, try. She did give it a shot, and better luck next time. Uh, I heard they didn't even really actually get the marriage certificate yet, so they, oh, you know, so it's easier that, to call. Maybe that it was it. They just had a party. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been toast, roast, and pour one out. Thank you, Maestro. Uh, Talent, you recently investigated home brewing. 
Tell us about your investigative journalism. You just got right in there and, and tried it out. Yeah. yeah, mostly I just drank a bunch of beer, but uh, that counts. That does that count. Does. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I recently, as a, as a fantastic Christmas gift, received a, a class at Ballast Point. So Ballast Point has a, a, what they call the homebrew market. Uh, or homebrew mart, uh, and they do classes on on brewing. I'm teaching how to to brew. So I went down there with my son on a um, on a Sunday and did their class. And I think it was a uh, Jason was our our instructor. It was very cool. Cool. They basically walk you through the whole brewing process and and how to brew and make your own beer. And then uh, um, you know they kind of go through all the steps, give you kind of all the pitfalls, and and tell you how how to do it. And then uh, it was really cool. Well done. Neat neat facility. The cool part about that facility is at the same time they're giving you tasters. So you taste some beers. They have beers on that you can't get at a normal ballast point that have been made right there in their in their um, craft beer barn. Um, and in fact, the the beer that we made um, after about two week, three weeks is on tap or, or will be on tap uh, at the oh, okay. actual. So you get a chance to come back and taste it as long as everything worked out okay in the fermentation <laughs> process and everything else. So so it's really interesting. Um, it was it was fascinating kind of to see the process and see what goes into it. Um, I think the things that were really enlightening to me were just kind of the, the first part they started off was with the kind of the historical um, part of, of Ballast Point and how it started. And it really it started. This was the facility that Ballast Point well, it was the, the, the Brewmart started there. And then Ballast Point came in a couple of years later, back in the early 90s. How um, exciting for them to have you there, though. I, I, it was. Um, <laughs> I, I, I actually were gnawing over yeah, that. They were. They were. I was incognito that day, so yeah. I kind of tried oh. to convey it low because I didn't yeah. want to take uh, any of the shine off yeah. the class, you know, the in spotlight. terms of other people yeah. the other spotlight. I wanted those Did guys. Did you do to, autographs? So, um, all, for a small fee. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it was very cool and, uh, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed kind of seeing the process and seeing what goes into it. And, uh, and it gave me, like I said, some, some understanding of, of that and, and just different things that go into, to, you know, brewing at home. I think it actually was enlightening as far as, um, you know, they've really made it to a point now that you can, it's, I don't think it's that hard to try it. I mean, obviously it's going to be, it's hard or difficult to produce mm -hmm. high quality stuff like what we saw last, uh, last episode, um, you know, with that home brewer and, and even with our, our interview, uh, today. Um, but I think initially for people that want to get into it and get to an understanding of the process, they've really kind of, they've laid it out. They've got the recipes, exactly what mm -hmm. you need with the, with the malt extract. Um, you, you don't need to, you know, roast your grains and do all or your barley and do all that kind of stuff as well. And so, uh, it just seems, uh, it, it was cool. And they're really, the people there are super friendly. Um, and they even said, yeah, as you're going, you know, call and if you got any issues, problems, that kind of stuff. So, so like a ride at Disneyland and then they finish it with you're in the home brew shop. Yes. With, with yeah, everything yeah. Right there they walk you. you through, they walk you through the gauntlet <laughs> and uh, tell you all the things you can yeah. do and make and stuff. And you, you know, so no, it's, it's a really smart, but like, like I said, I was a cool place. And then you go around the corner and they have a whole, you can pick any beer you want and you can drink a bunch of beer at the same time. And so. Uh, so yeah, so it was a cool experience. I'd recommend it. Like for anybody that again just wants, just wants to know a little bit more about the process and see it. And and uh, it was it was a neat place. And how did that compare to your moonshine? You've done some moonshine, uh, hypothetically. Yeah. Uh, yes, there's I no have, evidence of that. Yeah, there's no evidence of that. Um, maybe a little bit left in some of the <laughs> yeah, cabinets at home. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I've done a bit of of uh, making some spir spirits at times, and um, it, that's it's, what I meant. I didn't yeah. mean moonshine. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, no, I've you know I've made some apple pie, uh, moonshine, <laughs> and stuff like that. I've shared with you guys on some times, but a yeah. uh, uh, little little different, um, you know, in terms of the process, but. Oh, uh, in a lot of ways, very similar um, in terms of, you know, the, the recipe. I think one of the big differences is, is kind of what grains you start with. 
Um, and then obviously uh, you take, you know, you, you do the, in terms of creating the, the mash um, and, and uh, you know, what you're putting together for what you're going to, and then you go through the fermentation process. And then the big difference there is, is uh, you're going to distill it to, to, to create spirits as opposed mm-hmm. to uh, with beer once it's gone through the fermentation process and you've let everything settle and everything else you're going to bottle it and you want some <laughs> of that funk and yep. and that kind of stuff that's that's in there so um but yeah very similar well, that apple pie stuff you made that that first you remember that? brewery yeah, that tour good. we took yes. yeah. we we thought we were 21 again yes, and we yeah. were in our late 40s joe was in his mid 40s <laughs> and uh we went to the four or five breweries that first night and came back and said, well, what a great day. Yeah. And you said, look what I brought. <laughs> it's not over yet. And the yeah. next morning, oh, yeah. the sun was yeah. our enemy. Yeah. So, well, when you're, you know, there's a big difference between drinking 5%, 6% beers and drinking, you know, 80 proof, 90 proof. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny when we went back to Sacramento because the last brewery of that night was uh, Sacktown Brewing. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. we went back there a couple years yeah. ago, and no one could remember being. I'm like, this was the bartender yeah, we had. Yeah, this was, yeah. No one could remember. Yeah, I didn't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Talent. Folks, in our desire to remain an educational podcast, first and foremost, we bring you another edition of I Bet You Didn't Know. I bet you didn't know that in the early stages of the film, Dead Poet Society, you've seen it? I yes. uh, love it. Love, love it. it. Great yeah. movie. Okay. The iconic role played by Robin Williams, Mr. Keating, was originally considered for Liam Neeson. Whoa. Air Schindler. <laughs> I've got a special set of skills. <laughs> 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 Could you just imagine in front of the yeah. things? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to teach you English a different, because yeah, I have a special yeah, set of skills. <laughs> But compelling, interesting. Wow, what a different movie that would have been. Right? That would have been so so and that, crazy. And that got me down at one of my rabbit holes of, of looking at what was that movie going to be in the first place. <laughs> yeah. uh, he wasn't the only early. He, he did win the role, but they had a number of people they looked at before Robin Williams. Early drafts of the screenplay written by Tom Shulman had the beloved Mr. Keating dying of Hodgkin's lymphoma, Ooh. which was the reason for his whole carpe diem, right, you got to right, live right now. Wow. They come to class and he's gone. They find out he's at the hospital and the, the movie ends with the kids visiting him on his deathbed. Jeez. That was the original screenplay. Huh. It was a much darker film, yes, obviously, was. than yeah. the one we know and love. And Liam Neeson was considered and won the role over Alec Baldwin, huh. Oh, that, Tom, yeah, that's good. Tom Hanks, <laughs> Mickey Rourke, Christopher Reeve, Superman. Hmm. And Dustin Hoffman. Wait, Tom Hanks got passed up on something, huh? Yeah. They, I bet you Tom Hanks is in consideration for uh, pretty much every role that yeah. comes up. Everybody goes, like, Tom Hanks, can we get him? No. Yeah. Okay, let's well, move they on. They chose yeah. Neeson, and, uh, and they had to wait a while because they had to rework the script because Touchstone Disney picked it up, and they said, oh, guys, this is just this is not too dark. dark. Yeah. So then they did a whole rewrite of this thing to make it lighter and funny, and they said, well, we need a different director. So they brought in Jeff Canoe, who had been having a bunch of success with revenge of the nerds oh there we go <laughs> so they had a the full extremes. revenge of the nerds rewrite to make it a silly story slapstick teen comedy crazy teens gone wild with their teacher film yeah. and they said you know who could do this is robin williams yeah. so they went to robin williams and he read the script and said oh i don't th- this could be a career killer right he asked his buddy dana carvey who took one look at the script and said, no way, don't do it. This is awful. Don't do it. So Williams declined. So went back to the rewriting. Shulman continued to work it until they got closer to the story we now know. And Disney Touchstone kept changing the title. 
uh, and the concept, the poets. Then they changed it to Sultans of Swing. And, and the kids, <laughs> Dire Straits their, song. Their, their passion was to dance versus nice. poetry. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. That's right up Liam Neeson, too. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. 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 And at this time, yeah. Liam Neeson's still the main He's guy. Still the main they guy, they yeah. gave him yeah. the role. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Peter Weir, they brought in a serious director in, and he got on board, read it, and said, all right, we're going to rework some things, and we'll make this work. But, we don't, but he didn't want Neeson. So they went back to Robin Williams, who said, with the rewrite, said, Oh yeah, I'll do this. And the producers called him back, said, "Never mind. We finally got Dustin Hoffman, who's we, oh, who we really goodness. wanted." So, so Rain Man comes ra- in. That's exactly yeah, it. He was huge at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He got the the role. The Rain Man role came right. up, and he declined it. And they went back to Williams, and That's he was still funny. available. So win win for both actors, I think, because nice. Hoffman kills in Rain Man. Yes, and uh, Williams won us all way. over with uh, his portrayal of John Keating. Teacher extraordinary and Shulman won an Oscar for best original screenplay. So there's a chalk one up for drafting. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> like what a difference. So think about it. Like you could have had a story there. You know, you got a class with the teacher, and then one of the kids disappears, <laughs> and then the teacher's like, "I got a particular set of skills." Yeah. <laughs> it goes out. The gang from the rival school is a di- you know because they're gonna have the soccer match against each other, so they kidnap him, and so then he finds him and discovers right. him. And then, or you yeah. can have someone like Jack Black. You yeah, know? Jack Black yeah. is the teacher. Yeah, so. School Rock. Right. They did that one too. Okay. There you go. So, so that's uh, amazing. Uh-huh. And now you know. It's becoming a custom to end with America's favorite segment. And we don't want to disappoint. So once again, from the demented, dolphin-loved mind of Dr. Todd... Good evening, and welcome to that segment we like to call Beer or Not a Beer. I'm your host, Dr. Todd. (laughs) So, for all of you first-time listeners, here's the game we like to play. I will name four beers. Three are real beers. I found out there somewhere in greater earth. Beerlandia. (laughs) Beerlandia. One beer is a beer I made up out of thin air or pulled out of somewhere dark and dirty. Here we dank, go. dank is what the kids are saying, aren't they? Well, Dank it's is... Uh, yeah. no. See previous All episodes. right, here we go, listeners. Again, three real beers, one not a beer. Your job is to find the not a beer. Here we go. First one is Audrey Hopburn, Belgian Ale. That's beer number one. Beer number two, Doppelbanger. Beer number three, Trump Hands IPA, and beer number four, Kilt Lifter, a Scottish ale. Okay. <laughs> so once again, beer number one, Audrey Hopburn, Belgian ale. Beer, beer number two, Doppelbanger. Beer number three, Trump Hands IPA, and beer number four, Kilt Lifter, which is not a beer. Who's starting? We're going to start with producer Joe. All right. Okay, um, I'm going to go with Trump Hands. Trump Hands IPA. Okay, talent? Well, I'm, I actually think I might have had Kilt Lifter somewhere. Yeah, so I have, we have. I've had, had, had Kilt Lifter. So I know that that's, uh, yeah. I get that confused with the Tilted Kilt, which is also a bar in yes. San Diego, but I'm yes. pretty sure I've had that one. Trump Hands IPA sounds like someone might think that they were pretty funny and would make that a beer. Um, it just comes in tasters. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the only way you can grip it. Um, Audrey Hopburn just seems like someone's cute plan. Where I'm going to go with Doppelbanger. Doppelbanger, okay. Yeah. All right. Producer Tom. I'll go Trump. Trump hands. I'm going Audrey Hopburn. Audrey Hopburn. Well, 
uh, listener audience, have you chosen? Here we go. Audrey Hepburn is a Belgian ale from Great Lakes Brewery. Still haven't got one right. <laughs> <laughs> Kiltlifter, as you heard yeah. everyone saying, is a Scottish ale. And uh, Trump Pan's IPA is from Cannonball Creek Brewing in, Gold- in Golden, ah, Colorado. Nice. Here, here's, here's their, uh, here's their here's picture like- that's on their beer. I'm showing everyone the picture. That is a good one. And uh, the, the beer I made up was Doppelbanger, because it's a word I just found out what it really actually means. Uh, it means basically, it says, I'm reading here, it says, Someone who bangs someone just because they look like someone else, they'd actually like to bang. So I'm going, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Had you guys heard of that word before? No, I have no. not heard of that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it means. So I figured, what the heck? There you go. <laughs> All right, I'm four and one. Four and yeah, one. <laughs> nice I don't know if that done. says anything good about me, actually. Jerry. I was just going to say. probably better that you're not anywhere close to the mind yeah. of the doctor. Yeah. I'm nowhere near the doctor's yeah. mind. Yes, I don't know. That's They don't think about it. <laughs> All right. Once again, thank you for joining Beer or Not a Beer. Love it. Thank you, everyone. Wait, for... You were laughing. You heard that word before. No. No, I've never heard that word oh. before. I just thought that's a beer. Because <laughs> oh, when I first thought of it, you said Because Doppel, yeah. Oh, Jeff knows Doppelganger. We got to finish, though. We got to finish right there. <laughs> <laughs> we do have to Doc's out. Podcast. He's Doc like George out. Costanza when he <laughs> lands a joke and then he walks right. out of the room. <laughs> he has a headphone thrown on the ground. He's like, well, come back, doctor. <laughs> let's sign off together. Can, can we do this together? Yes. Let's, let's, let's do this. Hold my hand. We're like Thelma and Louise here. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for a few good beers, a few good stories, and I hope some laughs as well. <laughs> Special thanks to Kendall from the Thirsty Quaker for sharing with us. We look forward to the visiting him in the future. We'd love to keep Warson around, but right now we gotta run. B double E double R U N Beer Run. B double E double R U N Beer Run. All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N Beer Run.